0: Listen, hold on. You speaking from a stadium way up there in the stands, trying to dictate to the players down on the field. You spinning a bullshit narrative, Mr. Peterson. Most Dude. game most. listen, I'm you trying to you trying to spin a narrative of children join gangs, not grown adults with fully functional, developed brains. No kid is saying, hey, I'm joining the gang because I'm looking for daddy. It's the attributes that the gang have available for the kid that replaces what the father didn't get in the, don't provide in the home. So don't spin that narrative home. Huh? Well-
1: Welcome to The Fall State. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. The Fall State is on Patreon. Click the Patreon link to support our work. And thank you, folks. I have with me today Charleston White. He is the founder and CEO of HYPE, which stands for Helping Young People Excel. Charleston, thanks so much for coming on, man. I appreciate it.
0: Uh, Yes, sir. It's a a pleasure to be here.
1: Thank you, man. Uh, Charleston, what's important to you?
0: Uh... The future, uh, which uh, ultimately to me uh, is our children. Uh, I believe our children are 100% of our future. Uh, and, and so that matters the most to me. And, and why do you believe that the children are the future? Uh, I was once a child and, and, and I, I grew up because people believe what I believe. And so there was people who poured into me as a child And so uh, I grew up to make a difference in the future Uh, when I was a kid, right? So what I'm doing now today, uh, I was groomed for it. I was uh, prepared to do what I'm doing. Uh, I had people who was juvenile workers, who was youth workers, who was counselors, who was uh, juvenile probation officers, uh, who was uh, teachers who deal with with the troubled students at school, and so uh, they took time uh, to not cast me away or, or throw me away, uh, but to nurture the gifts that they saw in me, to pull out the good. Uh, even though I couldn't see it at the time, even though I didn't understand what they were doing, they were preparing me for the future where I am today. And so uh, I, I, believe, uh, America, uh, I believe if we want to reshape America, I believe if we want to make America great again, uh, we have to go back to uh, creating strong children uh, like we once used to do. And how, how are you
1: helping there? What do you do to help young young people at SAIL? What do you do?
0: Uh, I, I create youth, youth development programs, youth engagement programs. Uh, I have anti-gang cognitive uh, intervention programs that I've taught at alternative schools that I teach inside the juvenile facilities. Uh, I also, at one point in time, would train the state's juvenile correctional officers who was employed with the Texas Juvenile Justice Department. And then I... Uh, I, I work with the Public Defender's Office and, 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 and partner with, with criminal defense mitigation specialists on sometime helping young people uh, who, who've committed capital murder or murder. Uh, and I come in and I help uh, explain the mitigating factors or the mitigating circumstances uh, that would deem uh, this child or this young person to be given a second chance in life. Oh, I see. What, um, so were you raised by both parents? Yes. Were both parents in your home growing up? No, no, sir. I, I'm the product of, uh, of what I like to call uh, the, the the typical uh, traditional uh, huh. African American uh, uh, home, uh, the single parent home. Right, seventy three percent seventy three percent of African American homes in in this household are headed by single black mothers, and so uh, I'm the product of that. Right, I'm the product of a of a mother who was a teenage mother, but she had the ambition, she had the the wherewithal, she had the tenacity. Uh, to wheel herself out of impoverished conditions uh and raise her two boys uh in, in in what I would like to say uh the backbone of America, which is that that middle class uh uh upbringing that middle class lifestyle uh, so my mother landed a job at at General Motors in the early early eighties yeah. and and I can vividly uh remember our lives uh changing from uh living in an apartment complex to having a, a home uh, and, and me and my brother having our own rooms uh, uh, and, and living, uh, what I like to say, uh, a, a, a pretty productive life. A, a mother who, who was God-fearing, uh, who tried to instill good morals and good values uh, in, in two or two boys, but back during that time, and uh, I was born in 77, so the 80s, there was somewhat of a stigma uh, to single mothers and then there was, uh, yeah. it was not a lot of help. Uh, four single mothers, and so my mother was the backbone of of our family. My my grandfather is is a military guy who who migrated out of East Texas uh, to Fort Worth, Texas, by way of the Air Force. He's the oldest of of seventeen children. His mother is a, is a lady by the name of Lucille Helton. Uh, she was a slave. She was the property of the White Sloan plantation, and so. That's where we get our last name from. My father's name was Freddie White. He joined the Air Force, came to Fort Worth, and, and most of his brothers migrated to Fort Worth. When you say that, when you, bro-
1: you say your mother was a God-fearing woman, what does that mean?
0: Uh, I, I I've never seen a man come out of come out of my mother's bedroom. Uh, and, and and she had she had boyfriends. Uh, we went to church on on Sundays. Uh, we was taught to pray at night before we went to bed. Uh, We was taught to pray over our food. Uh, I've never heard my mother say anything bad about my father. Uh, I've never heard my mother cuss anyone out. Uh, So what I believe, my mother taught us to fear God and fear her as well, as well as respect her, but she tried to instill biblical principles into us at at an early age in life. uh as far back as I can remember in my life, we had a foundation of of, of biblical principles. Uh, Did you have belief. any
1: relationship with your father growing up? Uh n- no, no, sir,
0: I didn't. No uh, contact my, my, I, at all? Uh, yeah. Uh m- my dad my dad was in the Navy. Uh my dad my dad retired from the Navy and in and, and battled with mental illness. Uh and so I very I probably can count on, on, on two hands how many times I've seen my father in my lifetime.
1: So what was it like for you not seeing him and being with him growing up? did you yearn for him or what was it like
0: uh all 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 children uh especially boys and girls uh you know yearn for their father there's, yeah. there's a strong desire yeah uh, uh not having a father there right and, and 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 your mother not having the words or or the the or the understanding or maybe the time uh to explain to you uh what it's like to not have a father, right? So most single mothers are working. Uh, I don't know what it's like to be hungry. Uh, I don't know what it's like to come home and have our lights cut off. So my mother was very financially uh, responsible. And, and, and at some point we, 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 we made it to a, a level of affluence. But not having your father there, as a kid, not being able to articulate it, you internalize. Yeah. Right. So when, when, when the parents get divorced, kids typically blame themselves. So as a kid, you have questions. Uh, Where's my dad? Uh, why is my dad not here? Uh, you may have a neighbor. Uh, I had a Hispanic guy by the name of Brian Alanese. Uh, Brian Alanese had a, had a father. So I, I spent the night at, at, at Brian's house. Uh, spending the night at Brian's house gave me a dad at times. Right. Yeah. So yeah. You, you get to see what a family structure looked like. Then when you go home, you have questions, uh, you have internal thoughts. So as a kid growing up, mom working, so when I'm getting out of school, mom's going to work. You feel unloved, right? You feel rejected. Then that turns into hurt. So there's a pain that, that just simply revolves around the fact of a father being absent that this kid is feeling, right? He can't articulate it, right? No one's sitting him down and he's not going through counseling. So that's where the behavior begins to transpire, right? So you're, you're feeling unloved, you're feeling abandoned, you're feeling rejected. Uh, that hurt begins to turn into anger, but the anger is just a smoke smokescreen, yeah. right? You really want, so, so as a young man, I got all these emotions Uh, inside of me. And so when I get to school, I got the the PE coach, I got the math teacher, or I got the school police officer. When he confronts me, hey, young man, you need to pull your pants up. Well, all these emotions causes me to resent him. So I got this displaced anger, right? He's done nothing to me, but he's a man. He's a male authority figure. And I want him to come home with me. Yeah. I wish he can come home with me. So, I resent you telling me what to do, trying to correct me, and you can't come home with me. So, I begin to hate you and I begin to despise other men, other male authority figures, mainly other black men. So, when, right? you, so were, when
1: you were asked your mother, Where is my father? what would she say?
0: I never thought to ask. You never asked uh, at all? Oh, uh, I never thought to ask because what's not there, you don't know to ask that. It's normal. Right, you, you, you. Back, we come up in a generation where children don't ask questions. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We come up in a generation where kids don't ask grown folk questions about grown folk things. Uh, so I just, read that you just,
1: you ended up being becoming a part of a gang when you were younger. What made uh, you? I the, go ahead. What uh, What made you get involved with gangs? Uh, what made you get involved with them
0: uh it was everything I was looking for uh coming from a single parent home never been never been spanked by a man uh never been disciplined by a man uh never been uh corrected by a man uh never been hugged by a man uh, never had a man say "I'm proud of you, never heard a man say "I love you so uh the the older guys in the game uh gave me the affirmation uh that I sought to have from a father figure.
1: Did you know uh, so, at the time you were doing it because you were looking for the
0: love of a father? No, no, no. Uh you 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 talking about a a child with an undeveloped brain. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. yeah, you're talking about an undeveloped brain kid. Everything yeah. that a kid does is, is is it's all impulsiveness, right? Based on what they feel or what their friends are doing. Uh, I just wanted to belong. Uh it wasn't a matter. At, at, when, when you're going through what you're going through as a kid, you don't know I'm doing this because dad's not there. Right. You just know you feel something. Yeah. You just know you was born into a condition. You was born into a situation where your dad's not around. You don't know that's not normal. So, so I met a kid go go ahead. I, I met a kid once before here recently, and he's had both his mom and his dad. And so I asked him, Hey, what's it like? To have both your mom and your dad. Yeah. He couldn't he couldn't understand what I was saying. Yeah. Cause he don't know what it's like not to, not have, to have it. That's right. So yeah. to grow up and 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 every child you see don't have a dad, that becomes normal. It's yeah. the it's the house with the dad that everybody says, Hey man, they got a dad over there. So you don't know until you grow up and 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 and, and you can look at your life uh and assess your life where you can start connecting the dots. But when you're a kid, it's your environment, it's the conditions, it's the your, your nurture. The, the 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 foundation of your home life uh dictates uh what you're gonna go outside and become it's interesting
1: it's interesting in that your mother uh brought you out of poverty or you know and and bought a home she got a job and you and your brother ended up with your own rooms and everything, and yet that wasn't enough for you, because I read well, that you decided to run away from home, and and go on a crime spree, which led you to murder at fourteen and go to prison and all that. So it's interesting how well, that never, still. I, I, I ne-
0: I've never been to prison. I mean jail. Let me just say this: to uh, jail, I've right? Never, I went to juvenile. I went to a boys' home. Oh, okay. Uh, let me just say this. Okay. Culture, culture, right? Culture is way more influential, way more powerful than home life, upbringing. Let me give you an example. There was a time when black people hung from trees and there was white people standing in the crowd saying, I don't agree with that, but they wasn't gonna speak out because culturally it was okay to hang niggas. There was a time when white people said it was okay to enslave black people, but there was a part of the people that says, no, that's not right. Yeah. But culture, but culture says, we're going to do it. So you put your head down based off what you was raised, but overall the culture influences it all, right? That's why culture is so strong and so inf- impactful. So here I am. I'm born into a culture that goes against what my mother teaches us. I'm born where my culture, I got my mom saying, you need to go to work. I got an uncle who I see on a regular basis by way of being family members, he a pimp. I got a grandfather who sells drugs. I got another uncle who sells drugs. When I look across the street, I got another neighbor. He's getting out of jail for robbery, uh, my cousin. So when I come inside and I cut my television on, I'm born in 1977. Think about the culture then. Pimps was glorified during the black exploitation film era. Yeah. Superfly, the Mac. <laughs> so I'm, I'm growing up watching all of this on the culture. I got a mother going to work. My culture don't show me mama going to work, but I see mama going to work. All the things that my culture present to me is negative. And I have these same negative images, not just in my family, they in the community, they at my friend's house, they outside the school. So biblically, my mother says that the Bible says a son can do nothing without his father. That he can only do what he see his father does. So if there's no father around, who do you mimic? Mama? So I know a lot of young boys who didn't have no uncles, didn't have no brothers, didn't have no male cousins. So they was the little boy sitting down peeing outside when we were standing up peeing. So I seen a whole lot of little boys who was mimicking mama. Yeah. So they sat down and pee until they went to school. Yeah. So I had uncles and mimic, right? So Confucius said, he who controls images, controls minds. My little mind was being controlled based on me being young with a young impressionable mind. So it's not that I went against my mother. I have a culture. You got NWA, fuck the police. So all of this is being pushed upon us as children culturally. Boys in the hood, minister society, they take away the, the Cosby show, they take away a different world. So culturally, man, all of, all the negative images is being propagated to me. So I literally grew up believing that men for one don't work because I've never seen a man get up and go to work. I grew up believing that men went to prison and went to jail. So I aspired to be a man. How do you become a man? Amazing. You gotta go to jail, nigga. <laughs> so. I want to be a man. I heard you saying, mama, you're a woman. But I want to be a man. Yeah. So, you know, I set out to be a man.
1: I I wanted to ask, um, so is it true that at age 14 you kill someone?
0: I ain't kill nobody, but yeah, we kill somebody. Uh, In the state of Texas, if one person pulled the trigger, all four of y'all did it.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Morally, morally and ethically, if you participate in something and it's wrong, so you done wrong. So
1: what was it so like at the time, possible. knowing that all four of you, whomever, had shot and killed someone? What was that? When you th- at the time, when you thought about it after it was done, what was it like for you to reflect on that as a fourteen-year-old?
0: Oh, uh, uh, it was funny. It was funny. Yeah, it, was, yeah, it was funny. Uh, when if I got a toothache and I got a real bad toothache. I don't care about your headache. So our kid, I'm in pain as a kid. I can't tell you why I'm in pain, but man, I'm, I'm, I'm in pain. And so my, my pain have evolved into to anger. So I got displaced anger. Uh, we didn't have no, no remorse for what we did when we done it. We don't understand what we did. Yeah. A fourteen year old don't understand they they know they've done something wrong they know they killed somebody, but to understand the the ramifications and, and the reasoning' there's, there's no way a kid can do that
1: so, so when you were hurt someone, did it ease your pain
0: no uh hurt people hurt people, but hurting people don't take away your hurt you just hurt other people uh no nah, it, it don't you you're as a kid you can't process this, you're you're trying to ask logical questions for a kid to give answers to an adult when the brain process, all the medical, all the data, all the science and research that we have in this country says the human brain does not develop to at or around age 25. That's why the insurance rates don't go down to after 25. So they got this information. So when you got a kid that grew up in a single-parent home, just take me, for instance. I've never been abused, hadn't been molested, never seen my mama get beat up, didn't grow up in a violent neighborhood. (laughs) My mother wasn't on drugs. So I just grew up without a father. Yeah. Right? But I had a loving mother who instilled right and wrong, morals and values, but she had to go to work. And she provided a great home life for us right? But she had to go to work. So when I was getting out of school, my mother was going to work. What does that leave me? No parental supervision. We got all the food in the house. So my mother saying, leave your homework out. When I come home, I'm checking your homework. I'm calling at such and such time. So we knew what time my mother breaks were. I got an older brother who a couple years older than me. They're going to get in trouble. Boys are gonna be boys. Kids are gonna be kids. Teenagers are gonna be teenagers. The element of all of this is not the single mother. It's the village. It don't take a mother and a father to raise a child. It takes a village to raise a child. So when We you keep were, saying, what about the mother and the father? What about the village?
1: How long were you in juvenile?
0: I spent right at seven years from the age 14 to 21. Best time of my life.
1: And, and when you were there, today, how long were you
0: supposed, the sentence was for how long? I got 12 years. Oh, okay. I received a 12-year I re, I sentence. I was facing 40 years. And I'm when you patient, say it was the
1: best was time of your life, what do you mean by that?
0: Uh, best time of my life, it was like growing up in, in, inside of a perfect two-parent home. Uh, during the time of, my, during the time of my, my, my incarceration, I became one of the first children uh, in Tarrant County, in Fort Worth, Texas, to be tried and adjudicated for the crime of murder. Most people don't know that when a child get in trouble, they're not in criminal court. I don't care if they kill 10 people. A child commits murder and juvenile court is family court. So there's a difference between family court and criminal court. I went into a family court with a murder case. You can't convict a child, children are adjudicated unless they stand trial to be tried as an adult during a certification hearing where they transfer into the adult system. So I remained in the juvenile system, right? When I went there, we had a governor by the name of Ann Richards. Ann Richards was a recovering recovering alcoholic drug addict. (laughs) Had a lot of focus on uh, rehabilitation and re-socialization. So I went into a a, a culture that was built around this. These three psychiatrists and psychologists had built this this program called Positive Peer Culture. And so they created this culture of a positive peer culture. And it was formed around re-socializing children and repairing children. And they had psychotherapy drama where we reenacted our crimes. That juvenile facility gave me all the skills and the tools necessary for me to come out here and be successful. Oh, good,
1: man. I didn't so uh, a- and Richard, was she she had a drug problem too, or just an alcohol yeah, problem?
0: She, she was a recovering she was a recovering alcoholic and I I, I believe prescription pills. So oh, don't quote me on that, but I know for a fact she was a recovering alcoholic.
1: I used to um <laughs> I used to work. Her daughter, Cecilia, was my boss at one time when I worked for the union. So I know who
0: you're talking about. But I didn't know that about Ann. Um, yeah. So, so she had a lot of she had a lot of heart, man, for, for building programs, man. So, uh, the program that I was in had a capital offender program uh, that helped us get in touch with, with, with victim empathy. Uh, we were considered the 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 worst. We, we were the first generation of children in the state of Texas who began committing these murders. I'm the super predator generation, right? I'm <laughs> the, we, we're the first generation of kids outside of California, Chicago, New York, and Philadelphia where children were committing murder. So this was in the late eighties, early nineties where they said, hey, we got a wave of black children that's gonna be born and they're gonna be super predators. They're gonna be bigger They're gonna be faster, they're gonna be stronger, they're gonna be heartless, and they're gonna be incorrigible. That's what your democratic leadership said. They're gonna be incorrigible. And the word incorrigible said that we weren't gonna be able to change. So when they made that statement, when Joe Biden made that statement, Hillary Clinton made that statement, it sent a shock wave of fear through America. And so they started making laws, tougher laws, tough on juvenile crime. So they started sentencing, 13 year old 14-year-olds four, in this country giving them life without parole with no possibility of ever getting out of prison for things that they was doing at age 12 and 13 and 14 years old. So I fell in that first group of children, it's just that I had a governor. I went into a juvenile facility where people was working with children who committed some of the most heinous crimes. I'm talking about some of the most heinous crimes in the history of this state and they still treated us like children nice
1: how were you they, able they to get out like so, how were you able to get out so early earlier than the sentence
0: uh, uh earlier than the sentence uh the state state requirement was you go back to court on your 18th birthday uh based on the nature of your crime uh you know based on your behavior while in juvenile custody uh And based on the state's recommendation, uh, the courts had a decision to either parole you home where you would be on parole to your 21st birthday, transfer you to the adult prison system where you finish out the remainder of your sentence or recommit you back into the custody of the state's juvenile uh, system. Uh, I earned a recommendation to go to prison Remember, I told you I joined the gang. Right. I didn't know nothing about gangs before I got to the juvenile facility. Uh, it was just something to do. It was fun. It was something. Yeah, it seemed appealing. So I spent four years trying to go to prison. I wanted to be a man. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to. Ha- I wanted to be a man, right? Yeah, Remember, yeah. I told you I grew up believing. So I had I had my older friends who would write me from prison, making prison sound fun. Uh, so I aspired to go to prison. Amazing. But there was there was some individuals who worked with me uh, on my dorm, uh, and they worked with me for for quite an amount of time. They they was able to see past the you know the bullshit I was putting on. I was just acting. I wasn't no hard and gang member. Yeah, I ain't, I don't know. I ain't. I don't, I didn't come from hate. I'm, I come from a loving home. I don't know how to hate. Yeah. I didn't mean, act hate. You see what I'm saying? How uh, old were you, you when you got out? I was I was 21. I had just turned 21. So I for 14 and 21. So when I got out at 21, so I got recommitted uh back into the to the to the juvenile facility uh based on those individuals uh putting their jobs on the line to come testify on my behalf. And so the when you really got out
1: did the, the world same. look different to you?
0: Uh yeah, they had two-story McDonald's and Burger King with the PlayStation <laughs> with the playgrounds on the inside. Yeah. Uh yeah, the, the world was totally different.
1: Amazing. So I got to ask um, were you ever into your blackness as an identity
0: no uh, you, i was I was in the bullshit with grown folks said. I never had an identity. that's why I played so many different roles that's why that's why when I started out in elementary, I played the flute. I played the flute like little boy blue uh then when I was introduced to saw the movie colors. I wanted to play gangbanger. When I saw a a movie Pimp, I wanted to play Pimp because I didn't have an identity. I never had nobody to tie my identity to my race. I just always always believe white is white, black is black. they against us. So uh, we was always conditioned with bullshit, but nobody ever gave us an identity.
1: So what do you Uh, think about the blacks that are into their identity they're they're into being black, their color, and they're using that as an identity. What do you think about that?
0: Uh they're into whatever their blackness. Person, uh whatever a person I identify with, uh, it don't bother me. Uh I, I identify with what's right, uh, but I relate to what's black. Uh I don't eat white people cooking. They don't cook like me. They don't season their food like me. Uh white people don't put grease in their hair. Uh uh, uh. So you, you think you it's to okay product. to be
1: into your into your blackness? Is that's the yeah, right we, way to live?
0: Yeah, yeah, Why wouldn't it be? Uh, white people into they white, Mexicans into they Mexican, Chinese the, into they Chinese.
1: But does it make it right though?
0: Yeah, it make it right. In why what way? You, what, what you mean? Everybody else is into they. Or why wouldn't <laughs> we be in the you well, talking about? Why? Listen, I ain't with that Dr. King shit. Everywhere I went and I'm all black, nigga, I ain't getting treated like the niggas go treat me. But if, listen, you better identify with your black. And, and why? What you mean, why? Everybody else identify with your black.
1: I know, but hey, that, that, that makes black, it right I, because everyone else doing it.
0: Listen, red birds identify with red birds. Blue birds identify with blue birds. Zebras identify as zebras. How you go not identify what you are? nature you didn't get to pick this
1: did um did you ever hate white people yeah and do you still hate them
0: well, nothing no i didn't hate them then it was just a thought because that's what you hear
1: and how did you see white people at the time that you hated them what made you hate them
0: uh listening to bullshit as a kid same same reason white people for black people listening to their bullshit ass uncles and granddaddies. we don't get to know one another until we grow up and start going to school, going to college, getting our own jobs. But in the beginning, we sitting around at Christmas, hearing our uncle say some racist shit, hearing our racist granddaddy say some shit. White people sitting around hearing racist shit, black folks sitting around hearing prejudice shit. <laughs> Ain't no verse Russell. So what happens is uh, children mimic what they see yeah. and repeat what they hear, whether it's right or wrong. So even a little black, r- little white kid, nigger, He don't know what the fuck he's saying. Same with the little black boy. I got a racist teacher. You don't know racism. Most black people don't know racism because racism is so hidden in the fabrics of this country. You don't know it's there, motherfucker, but it's there.
1: How did you overcome hated
0: whites? Oh, I started fucking white girls at early. Yeah, I started fucking on white girls. I ain't bullshit. My mama moved. Listen, I'm one of the first niggas to live among white folks in the 80s. My mama moved us to Pantigo, a notoriously known all white community. Yeah, I went out there and realized white girls like niggas. Said, yeah, fuck you, yeah. My mama them say, <laughs> my mama, my grandmama and them say, hey, listen, they not racist, but a black woman's biggest thrill, if they we move around white people, the white girls go holler rape. We done seen what happened to Emmett Till and every other nigga that liked to chasing that white girl cock. So now, man. Oh shit, no. Nah. man! Once I went to fucking on white girls, ain't nowhere in the world like I hate white people, good at white girl pussy. Well,
1: uh, so, what do you think about the this war that's going on between the blacks and the whites today?
0: Black listen, people. It's gonna be over but, with. I tell niggas all the time, go make a baby with white girls. But, yeah, what, yeah, but I mean, most listen, black people think girls,
1: that white people are their enemy today. What do you think about that? They don't
0: think that. Not, 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 not after the Kardashian. After keeping up with the Kardashian, racism is just about to be over with. But they yeah, use yeah, it for the muli- everything. The mulatto, I got, mul- I got mulatto babies, so I don't know racism. Yeah, yeah, I've been listen. I'm one of the only niggas I know that damn near fucked every race of woman you can think of. <laughs> I done had loud pussy, Japanese pussy, so okay. I don't know nothing about racism. Fuck, if that's how you stop racism, fucking and shit, orgies, hard as <laughs> but if that's how you stop that shit. But the mulattoes, the mulattoes is gonna save us. Do you believe the racism mixed breed no, not no more. Not yeah. not after rap music and 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 Michael Jordan tennis shoes and 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 uh, what's that, that yellow boy name? Stephen Carey. Do
1: you Do not, believe racism, racism ever
0: existed? existed? Yeah, you, you you know it existed. Man, the way they used to it, they done, done niggas. They made niggas. Think about this. They they used to have a a whole doctrine on how to make a nigger slave. It wasn't no niggas before American slavery. It was Africans and. And Chinese were niggas, the N-I-G-G-E-R. They was made right here in America. And what do you mean so, by yeah, Racism. <laughs> well, they got a book on how to make nigger slaves. Once <laughs> they stopped importing Africans into America, right? Once they stopped, they, hey, no more import, export Africans. Well, the United States of America told the world, fuck y'all. Y'all can't tell us what we can't have no more slaves. So we're gonna start breeding these motherfuckers right here. Okay, we can't import them. So we gonna make them right here. But in Africa. So they made
1: in Africa, um, before the Arabs went there and, and got and bought the blacks from the other blacks. Blacks were treated worse in Africa by. Yeah, yeah.
0: Listen, listen, I thank God for slavery. Cause I wouldn't want to be an African. I don't give a damn about Africa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad they came and got a. Uh, and got our motherfucking ass up out of Africa. I, now, I don't attach mean. myself to Africa. I'm a proud American. Yeah. So I, I don't say that my mama say, all things work for the good of those who love the Lord and is called according to his will and his purpose. Absolutely. Slavery was a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, they rescued our motherfucking ass. I would have hated to grow up in Africa. <laughs> I ain't bullshit. What we were near now, man, fuck that. I'm so proud of slavery because <laughs> it built some tenacious people. Yeah. It made niggas. Before slavery, wasn't no niggers. It was people. Then the niggas came along and the niggas were strong. Wasn't nobody else strong enough to build America like them niggas were. Are you Think a Christian? No, man, I'm a believer. I'm not, I'm not no Christian cause you got to read the books uh, and I don't want to read the doctrines. I just want to believe that God exists and that Jesus walked the earth at one point in time. No, no, I watched my mama. So I ain't no Christian. I just believe. And you believe, you believe what? that God is real and you can talk to him without the preaching. you ain't never got to read the Bible to access the Holy Spirit. And how has that helped you? Uh, Well, (laughs) uh, boy, I used to be a motherfucker uh, back in my day. I used to then believe in God. Then when I tried to start believing in God, I went to Islam and that's why I was in jail. Uh, I practiced the Islam faith. Then when I got tired of the Islam faith, uh, I started serving the Crip God, the gang banging God. Then, once I got tired of the gang banging God, uh, I started serving the pimp God. Once I got tired of the pimp God, I just started serving Satan. I just started serving Satan. I just started saying, fuck Jesus, fuck God, fuck Buddhist. And then I got to the <laughs> point where I submitted. I submitted. Uh, I had an awakening. It wasn't you had an awakening. Yeah, I had an awakening. It wasn't from no bad choices. I wasn't in jail. Uh, I had a dream one day. And, and in this dream, I was I was standing on stage talking to some children. And uh, all of my buddies who was incarcerated with me in, in the juvenile facility, they appeared in this dream. And we were sharing our life stories with them. And then my brother appeared. Well, I got an older brother who served in a 99-year prison sentence for a murder he committed when he was 17. And so at the end of this dream, we all enter into these individual doors with blind and bright lights. And so I wake up out of my sleep. I probably was about 23, 24 at the time, trying to find that identity that you asked about earlier. And uh, my mother had asked me, son, you want to go to church? And I thought that was strange. I said, no, because I wasn't into that shit. And it was like two weeks before Christmas. So uh, come back I had closer a third- to your mic. Oh, uh, so it, it was like two weeks before Christmas, right? So I sat on the back porch and, and, and rolled me up a joint of weed and got high. And as I was getting high, I had a, like this overwhelming fear or urge to go to church and put some money in church. So I went to this church, sat on the back row, and this preacher walked out and he looked at me. First thing I said, I said, well, damn, somebody told this motherfucker I smell like weed. You need to get out of here. <laughs> so I sit there. He began to preach about Joseph. He began to preach about Joseph in the Bible, how Joseph was sold into slavery and, you know, how God had favor upon him and all of that. And so at the end of his sermon, he said, when I walked out of here, I got a kick in my spirit. And the Holy Spirit told me to tell you that you're a Joseph, young man. I resent males. So in my mind, he fucking with me. He picking, he playing them church game because he see I'm new. He said, I just want to pray for you young man. So when I went down to that altar, uh, he started kind of recanting that dream to me and say that he see me standing on stage, sharing my life story with children, uh, traveling around the country, uh, impacting governments uh, with my testimony. That man didn't know nothing about my story. Uh, so from that moment on, uh, I had a spiritual awakening. And if you so, fast forward from that moment to now, uh, I live and I've done everything that that, that strange preacher man said that I, I he saw me doing.
1: So do you uh, so, have perfect uh, peace
0: within? Uh, uh, if I don't, I'm gonna smoke some weed, get my dick, sir.
1: What?
0: Yeah, if I, if I don't have perfect peace, I'm gonna do just what every other American do. I'm gonna have me some wine, smoke a cigar, okay. smoke some weed, and fuck. That's what bring peace. A man that can fuck good. You so know, all you, that other shit is bullshit. So do you have perfect peace that comes from God? I don't know where it come from. Sometimes it comes from coming. I don't, yeah, that's not perfect peace. What's perfect peace when you got a wife fucking with you? Yeah, what's perfect peace when you got the kids saying, Daddy, I need this. What's perfect peace, man? Are you uh, married? Perfect peace? Yeah, I'm
1: married. And how many children do you have? Oh, I got two. Oh, okay. And what is it like being married? Are you married to a white woman?
0: Fuck no. I ain't gonna marry no goddamn white. Why just fuck white bitches? I ain't gonna marry them. Are you married now. to a black
1: woman? Goddamn right. And so what? What is it? Mm-hmm. What is it like? What? The? What is it like married being no married? No, I
0: ain't Kanye with. What is it like, uh, being, it like married? being married? Oh uh, man, I be wanting to fuck everybody, and if I'm somehow, I feel like I'm in prison sometimes. Uh, yeah, I want to be a low-down, low, low down, dirty motherfucking single man and, you know, fuck her cousins and her sisters and get away with it, but I can't. Uh, I honor my vows. Uh, but, man, sometimes I don't want to be married. Some days I tell her I don't want to love nobody. I want to be selfish. Uh, some days I don't want to kiss you and say I'll be back, baby. Some days I don't want you or the kids saying nothing to me.
1: Uh, and You I don't, tell her that?
0: Yeah. We it, feel it, don't
1: it, we? What As men,
0: don't we it? feel it?
1: What does she men, say
0: when you tear her that? Oh uh, man, I'm like granddaddy them. She can't say nothing. Oh, uh, no, nah, I'm I'm like the men before women's suffrage. No, nah, no, nah, I dictate. Yeah, yeah, I'm like the old, old vials. Cherish and obey. How long you been yeah. married? Uh three years. how many? Yeah, yeah.
1: Three. Oh, three years. And yeah. so your wife is okay with you saying
0: those things to her? Uh, I not call her a bitch in the mall before shopping. <laughs> all right, bitch, don't get it bad. The fuck you talking about, man? I'm fucking her. What you mean is she okay? Who going fuck if I don't? Yeah, she got to be okay. We married. It's safe for better or for worse. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm like the old, yeah, I'm like the old man back in the day. I'm like Archie Bonker and Eden. Just plain. I'm all I'm an Archie Bonker kind of nigga. Yeah, mean in <laughs> the motherfucker in the house. Yeah, that's so, the kind they like. They don't like no nigga holding no door open. They like a nigga fuck good and mean. Call I, him a bitch every now and then.
1: I like, I, because of time, I want to ask you a few other things here. Do you believe yeah. that... I, I don't? I know that there's no such thing as racism. I believe that our hmm. battle is a spiritual battle, a warfare between good and evil, right versus wrong, and no such thing as racism. It's a spiritual uh, we, battle. We,
0: we not dealing with, that's why I say racism is so far embedded. My generation can't see it. We don't, man, we don't know what race, so I'm with you on that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. We, we looking for racism and racism is too deep for us to see. Yeah. You got to go deal with old motherfucker to deal with racism. So we, we dealing with good and bad, yeah. right and wrong.
1: Yeah. And so um, would you call yourself an alpha male or a beta male?
0: Shit, I'm whatever I need to be. You <laughs> see, yeah, shit, fuck, you talking about it. I ain't nothing. Yeah, I'm whatever I need to be. Say, you talking about it. I'll be a beta male to get what I want. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, man, I ain't trying to be nothing all the time. What is a yeah, man? Was, uh, well, uh, I ain't never seen now, brother. So you don't know what it is? Nah, uh, I was raised by my mama. And and, and what mean? is love? Uh, love is action. And what do you mean by that? Uh, love, 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 uh, love is what you do. It ain't what you say. Uh, love is about uh, not what you can give, but how much can you take? See, most people think, oh, I love you, so I give you this. No, motherfucker, I don't give a fuck what you give me. How much can you take from me? How much can you put up with me if you love me? See, most people really acquit you, homie, at the first sight of, of a, of a flaw. I may have have an issue and my only issue is I keep doing this same issue. You go get, how much do you love me to put up with that and hope that I can overcome that issue? So I understand what love is. It ain't about what you can give me, it's about what you can take. I don't have a problem. Uh, My love is about use. When you go to misusing me, that's when you don't love me, but you can use me and love me. It's when you misuse me when I think you don't love me, because if you misuse me, you'll start abusing me. But if, if if we're in a relationship, if we're in a partnership, if we're in a friendship, our ability to grow with one another is our ability to use one another. So Just do you, you love miss- all people? Hell no. Nah. You don't nah, love all big- people? No nah, man, I don't love I don't love no gang banging motherfuckers shooting up my neighborhood. I don't love gang members.
1: But why not? They they can't help it because they are in anger, too, they can't understand what they're doing
0: because they didn't have a father to guide uh, them. Why
1: never, don't you uh, love them? Uh, you
0: ain't never heard me say no shit like that. You ain't never heard me say I went out and killed somebody because I ain't have no father.
1: Well, you just said because you were looking you for that father. Fa- I, 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 I,
0: didn't, I, I didn't say we killed nobody because we were looking for nothing. No, I, I'm talking I told about joining I, a I gang and things I like told that. You, I, told, I told you as a kid. I didn't know I was looking for no daddy. I didn't know I was out doing this. But they don't either. But well, this is what I'm saying. I was willing to pay for my wrong. Right,
1: but do you understand that the other gang members? But do you understand that the other gang members are looking for a father as well, and they don't know it? Listen,
0: It's a whole lot of gang members ain't looking for no goddamn father. Why do you say that? Well, because I know I was in the gang with them. You speaking? You listen. Hold on. You speaking from? A stadium way up there in the stands, trying to dictate to the players down on the field. You spinning a bullshit narrative, Mr. Peterson. Most <laughs> game, most, listen, I'm you trying to, you're trying to spin a narrative of children join gangs, not grown adults with fully functional, developed brains. No kid is saying, hey, I'm joining the gang because I'm looking for daddy. It's the attributes that the gang have available for the kid that replaces what the father didn't get in the, don't provide in the home. So don't spin that narrative home. But don't, so do don't, you don't believe do
1: that. that, do you believe that if those g- adult gang members had had fathers growing up, would they Fuck be in the no, gang? Would listen, they be a part I, I, of a know, gang as an adult? Listen,
0: listen, listen, listen. listen, I know niggas who had daddies and mamas joined the gang. I know guys that had, mo- I, know, I know well-to-do affluent people who joined gangs. With mothers and fathers. And why would they join them? I don't know. I ain't had a mother and father to be able to that. I know, say but have that. you ever asked
1: those grown ones, the ones listen, you ran listen,
0: into? Listen, 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 listen. I don't know no grown people join games. I don't know no grown-ups join games. Oh, You're you just... talking about children with undeveloped brains, mostly come from traumatic childhood backgrounds, dealing with mental health, and substance abuse problems. What the fuck they go on?
1: And so, but you never ran into adult, along your way of life, uh, since being in the world, have you, especially since being out, and now you you understand what's going on, have you ever ran into adult men or women who are in gangs and and they didn't tell, they
0: didn't explain why, you never ran into that? I I, I used to teach a class, and I want you to hear me good. Mm I used to teach a class for all the adult prisoners that came back to Fort Worth, Texas that was released from prison at the Central Parole Office on McCart. I used to teach the class every Tuesday and Thursday with an organization with other chaplains, the main chaplain was Chaplain Jerry Carver with Welcome Back Tarrant County. And I tell you, I have never met a grown adult member to coincide with what you're saying, brother. Maybe you should come down here and meet some of these gang-banging niggas. Mm-hmm. I lived in L.A. with them. I know, I know all the original, most of the original founders of the sets. I've been inside the juvenile facilities. I've been inside the prison. Right now, I teach an anti-gang cognitive intervention inside the schools that five other schools just picked up. I got 20 other men, all businessmen. Former NBA players, NFL players, rappers, rappers, managers, all coming to these schools with me to teach this gang program, and I'm telling you, I have never seen a grown adult give the reasons of the narrative of what you're trying to spin right now, fam.
1: So let me ask, uh, America, um, uh,
0: are you proud to be an American uh, when the DC snipers was doing what they was doing? What do you mean by yeah, that? Yeah, when, when, when Gavin Long and Makai Johnson oh, died. Yeah, I know black who you're about. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was proud to be an American. How about now? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. The shit I done got to do to white hoes and white people and get away with, man. I'm, I'm so goddamn proud America gives second chances. Most black men won't never get to kill a white man and talk about it. So you goddamn right I'm proud to be man. I got to stand over a white boy and watch him die and tell my grandkids what kind of facial expressions they make.
1: And so you love America? Listen,
0: it's like, listen, listen, right now, listen, right now I know it's a white boy with a pearl, a, a leather jacket made out of a nigger's back. It's a white boy right now, every family reunion, or every Christmas, he bring out some nigger earls they cut off. They got, they got a nigger dick somewhere in the jaw. They got a, a a big nigga's dick. Some so, a white a white family do. They got a nigga's ass made out of another leather belt. So let me so ask don't you this: do come telling me about yeah. nigger. I'm proud to be an American. Nigga, fuck you. Talking about this where the niggas was made. What's your This where me, the niggas was made. What's your impression? Made of, in America, Niggas. What's your impression of Donald Trump, the Great White Hope? Oh, I love it. No, I love it. Man, any motherfucking, any motherfucking man that say he walk up to a woman and grab a pussy and she love it and he don't apologize. Oh, that's my kind of man now. Cause that's the type of shit I do. Walk up to a hoe and just grab a pussy. Come here, baby. What's your, of, uh, what's your impression
1: of Joe Biden?
0: I can't stand that motherfucker. Yeah, he hate niggas. He even said it. I don't want my kids going to school with no jungle. Is that what he said? Yeah, he one of the most racist white men we'll ever know today. But he hide good behind liberalism. Donald Trump... How about Camilla... Been, go ahead, finish that point. Donald, Donald Trump been loving us, and we've been loving him from the 70s, the 80s, yeah. the 90s, and the 2000s. I don't know where this new shit come from. We love Donald Trump, my household.
1: Yeah. Um. How about Camilla Harris?
0: Say, we don't like Asian people in the black community. Ain't she Asian? <laughs> I she think she, She's Canadian. She's half... Black. Oh yeah, yeah. We don't know now black motherfucker from Canada, but Drake. <laughs> so no, nah, we ain't we. We don't like her. Yeah, yeah. We barely like Michelle. What the Fuck you talk about. Uh, I like uh Kennedy wife Jacqueline. Yeah, Barbara Bush. Them my people. Nancy. Yeah, at least Nancy came up with the program. Camilla Harris ain't came up with shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no
0: nah, man, she played on everybody.
1: Yeah, and speaking of Canada, what do you? You uh, what do you think about uh, the president over there, uh Prime Minister declaring the emergency on the truck drivers and now they'll take away all the rights of the people and now Canada is living under a dictatorship. What do you think about the uh protest in Canada and the way it's been handled?
0: They got black folks in Canada. You say I do- try not to I try not to worry about shit that don't affect us. Yeah, yeah, all the niggas I know driving trucks still driving trucks. Yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, fuck Canada. Yeah, fuck with your people going through over there. I ain't neighborly. Yeah, yeah, mind your motherfucking business if he over there beating his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you hear my been years on the whole with, America,
1: though?
0: Have you been able? Man, to be I don't true. listen. I've been, I'm so busy in my community, Mr. Peterson. Oh, okay. Man, I got a program that go in schools. I got, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing youth activism in Atlanta. I'm going to Memphis. Where, where 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 young Dolph was killed, man. Working with the kids in the elementary schools over there, man. I'm submerged in real community work with black children. I can't worry about everybody else. I gotta fix us. I can't worry about if white people racist. I can't worry about if the I I got the my people fucked up. So
1: I gotta uh, heat this interview up. I gotta put you throw you on the uh, put you on the hot seat. So I need you. I to- don't give a damn. I need you to answer these questions as quickly as possible. I got
0: you. The
1: Capitalism or socialism? Capitalism. Do you support abortion? Fuck no. Are you a feminist?
0: Man, no. Yeah, yeah, I'm back to, yeah, I'm back to, yeah, yeah, I think man post baby whoop his woman. Hell, no. I hate <laughs> feminism. It's destroyed America. In one word, destroy
1: Camilla Harris. Fraud. Is the Illuminati
0: real? Man, no. Hell, no. Is climate change real? Fuck, no. They playing on us and playing with us.
1: Does uh, the rapper Lizzo need to lose weight.
0: Man, needs to leave. ain't nobody fucking her. She needs to lose a whole bunch of weight. <laughs> Much money she got, she need to go to Dr. Miami. Boy, they can make a whole fine bigger she is. Yeah, nah, you know she need to lose weight. Is white? Yeah, prim- yeah, she know she need to lose weight. <laughs> is white privilege real? No, that's a made up shit. If it is, I need a buddy pass. If heaven
1: exists, will you go there when you die?
0: You goddamn right. I'm going to heaven. Uh, I pray every day, God, don't let no hate be in my heart. And if it is, God, remove it. Don't let my hate. Listen, my prayer is not God, don't let my heart be hardened toward white people. My prayer is God, don't let my heart be hardened toward my own people. True or
1: false, straight, white, conservative Christian men are the most hated
0: species on this side of heaven. Now that big dick shit talking nigga like me, don't nobody hate a, nobody more than they hate a big dick nigga with no job. He he got a felony conviction, but he can fuck everybody woman good. Don't know, ain't nobody really mad at the straight conservative white boy a dick little.
1: Thank you for taking the hot seat, uh, man. Tell the folks how, how to get to your organization and keep up with what you're doing.
0: Uh, listen, don't bother me. Uh, we doing quite well with the organization. Uh, charity starts in the home. Oh, uh, well, what do you mean by that, Mr. Charleston? Go look in the mirror first before you start to try to clean up anything in your home. Go clean up what you see in the mirror. Then it starts in the home. Then it starts with your neighbor. Love thy neighbor. Then you look out into your community. Then you look out into your village. Then you look out into your city. So, uh, no, man, uh, I, we, we, we doing good. I've been able to find 19 other men to volunteer with me to go into five different middle schools. But if you just want to hear me talk, you can catch me on YouTube at TheRealCharlestonWhite.com. I got a website that sells nigger clothes. So if white folks, if you don't want to say the word nigger, you can word. I trademark nigger, N-I-G-G-A, which is an acronym for never ignorant getting goals accomplished. To change the narrative uh, on just the word uh, and make it where, hey man, you can embrace it now.
1: Amazing. Charleston thank you so much for coming on, man. I absolutely appreciate it. You
0: I bet you ain't gonna have me back.
1: Did you have fun?
0: Yeah, I had fun, man. Yeah, and, and tell and listen, and I'm mad at DC D- Youngfly for fucking with you the way he did, man. You do my nigga for real, man. Yeah, and you and listen, your beliefs are your beliefs, man, and I, I align with 98% of your beliefs. Amazing. and I support you, brother. Huh?
1: And one thing that you disagree with, you said oh, 98%. What, one thing you disagree with
0: me. Oh, your, 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 your narrative on, 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 on the effects of single mothers and, and, and what these mothers, black boys, are going to go do. Most are doing the best that they can with the knowledge they have and the conditions that they was born in.
1: That's right. That's where I tell the the men to forgive their mothers because they are doing the best they can, and so if you forgive them, you won't repeat the same cycle over again.
0: Yeah. And so and so the white man isn't our problem; it's our culture. Yeah. Black culture promotes. Everything negative and detrimental to black culture, and we dance to it, we sing to it. And soon as somebody else does something to us, we send all oh, racism, no justice, no peace. Well, what about Ray Ray them doing in to Grandma and them can't even sit on the porch no more. Yeah, our, our communities are are, are 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 held hostage to violence, gun violence, gangs, drugs, pimps, prostitution. So we got to hold a mirror up to us as yeah. a, as a race, as a nation of people and say, nah, man, we got to fix us before we try to fix what America done to our ancestors.
1: Amazing.
0: Because America, America ain't done nothing to us. they done it to our ancestors yeah. and we're trying to squabble for our ancestors when we need to be fixing us first.
1: Well, I agree with that. That's for sure. Thank you, man. I will have you back. Why do you think I would not have you back?
0: I kind of went into character on you a few times, man. But, yeah, I, I I see you can deal <laughs> with it. So, yeah, we're going to be all right. <laughs> all
1: right. Man. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate it. All right, man. You have a blessing, brother. Right, you too. Thank you, folks, I for can. tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. Don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe, ring the bell. And once again, check out The Father State on Patreon. Click on the link in the description to support our work. Check out the store. I absolutely appreciate it. Thank you so much. Amazing. Already, man. Thank hey, you. Hey hey listen, where are you where are
0: you originally from?
1: Originally Alabama, but I'm in Los Angeles now.
0: Okay. Oh, okay, you a good southern guy.
1: Yeah. You can take the boy I, out I, the country, I, I, but you I, can't I, I take I can't the country out the boy.
0: Well, uh, your, your, your conservative principles and beliefs, you know, uh, most most guys that grew up on the coast don't don't have the same conservative beliefs that we hold on to down here in the south. Yeah, well, that's the foundation. I grew up with that so, too. So, well, that's the foundation of who we are. Yeah. So if if you don't if you don't identify with uh with what we got right, then you're left to identify with number black. Yeah. So you'll start being a black nationalist. You'll be a black pan African. You just be a whole, a whole, bunch of different black <laughs> motherfuckers. But you'll never be you. Yeah. So our, our, our conservative principles give us a foundation to stand on where we can be us amongst other black people, and Absolutely. we don't drown out the blackness.
1: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, continue what you're doing, man. And whatever I can do to help you, let me know. Yes, sir, brother. All right. Thank you, brother. All right. Peace and love. All All right. Yes, sir. God bless you. I got blessed. Thanks for watching the Father's State. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe. Support my nonprofit at RebuildandDemand.com and tell everybody and their mama about the show.